I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. And uh, and I just thought we'd have some fun tonight with this uh, sport trade app. We had the CEO on uh, last week. So I downloaded the app, and I bought UCLA plus three and a half at $55. Right now, the Huskies up 7-2. UCLA obviously uh, got a safety, got the ball. Now they're driving. I'm down $3. I'm not selling, right, guys? Absolutely. Tom, Julian, I'm not selling right now. Absolutely I, not. Do not sell. You, not only does UCLA have a supermodel for a quarterback. Oh, geez. Have you seen this guy? And he's wearing a helmet. How how many, outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, how many dudes look good in a helmet? Uh, I don't. I, not many. Not I, many. I mean, not I, many. <laughs> not many. I'm telling. Uh, not many. I'll, I'll I'll agree with that statement. Not many. There you go. All right. Uh, it's <laughs> so we're all in agreement. I'm not selling. I'm not selling. I truly believe UCLA is going to march down the field here, score a touchdown. They're going to be up nine. Seven, and then um, and then my value is going to increase. I don't know who knows seven dollars, ten dollars. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, they're they're moving the bill the, the ball at will against this Washington Huskies defense. That's for sure. Um, I, I'm going to get into some Survivor talk with you guys in just a second. But we've got John in Farmingdale holding on. John, welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. Welcome in. Good evening. So. So they, I'm in a pick em pool, so basically I pick all the spreads, like, every week. And last week, I, it was my worst week in, like, a couple of years. I went, like, uh, I went 4-12. and 12. But, but the first week, I, I went 11-5 and five and came in tied for third. So, I, no, I think I came in fourth, yeah. Because some guy went, like, 14-2, and two, so, yeah. Well, I, I mean that that's impressive. Th- this year's been tough. There's there's so much parity yeah. this season, John. It, it's tough, and I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like this week's slate. There's not a game. There's not a game on this week's slate that I'm just like, I'm crazy about. I, I don't. I, I there's a few things I like. There's nothing I love, and there's a few things I don't like at all. So I'm uh, this this week's slate is not great. Yeah, I th- I kind of like the the Jaguars plus six and a half against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Rams plus two and a half. Uh, so so a few things. And John, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. And thanks for listening to Week and Wager. Really appreciate it. Uh, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Um, I I like I like the Jags. The Jags are for real. They rank in the top five in both offense and defense. Um. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. 77% completion percentage. He's getting the ball out of his hands in less than 2.2 seconds. That's ridiculous. He's got so many weapons that run 4-3 and 4-4s. Doug Peterson is, is probably the best thing that's ever happened to him. Good riddance, Urban Meyer. 
I'm telling you, this Jags-Eagles game is going to be the game that you want to watch this week. I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm using... Uh, I'm using the Jags in that plus six and a half as a teaser, six point two team teaser, and I'm going to tease them with the Green Bay Packers. So I'm teasing the Packers down to minus three, and I'm teasing the Jags up to plus 12 and a half. That's what I'm doing. That's how I'm playing the Jags. Uh, real, real quick, because we do have, we're going to hear from Bob Wischusen this hour. We're going to hear from my good friend Davis Badaro to talk about the uh, the Eagles and to find out, uh, you know, what what's... What, what can we expect in that Eagles-Jags game? Uh, but before we do, uh, let's talk about survivor pools for a second, okay? And, uh, and Tom and Julian, I, I'd love for you to chime in here. So I'm in a survivor pool with 910 people. That was the start, okay, guys? That was the start, 910 people. In week one, um, 604 of them were eliminated. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. In did, week w- I'm sorry. Did you say 600 something eliminated in week one? Can in week one, in week one, 604. Oh, wow. <laughs> in week one, 604 were eliminated. Okay. By the way, UCLA just scored a touchdown. They're up. I'll, I'll, I'll look in a second before we, we, we sign off. I'll let you know what, what my value is now on my one, my one share of UCLA plus three and a half. But, um, so yeah, so week one, 604 were eliminated. Um, in week three, 131 were eliminated. So now I'm going into week four with 123 still just, it's only week four. And this is not a buyback. Okay. So I'm going into week four with just 123 survivors of 910. Now, I can't choose the Green Bay Packers, which is unfortunate. So folks out there, if you're listening, you're in a survivor pool and you haven't selected the Green Bay Packers yet, that's who you want to roll with. Green Bay at home against the Patriots. Okay? That's who you want to roll with. So there's that. But I took the Ravens. And I'm trying to think the other team I took. I took the Ravens. I, I, I took the Eagles. And I took the Green Bay Packers. So I'm, so, I'm somewhat in a, in, in a conundrum here uh, because, you know, if, if, you know if, if, I could, if I could select any team, like I said, it would be the Green Bay Packers at home against New England. Mac Jones has been ruled out. So now here, here, is, who, here is who I'm on the fence with. I, I, I really like, I really like, Minnesota. I sh- here's the thing. I should I should I should have went with the Cincinnati Bengals last night. That's what I should have done. But nonetheless, I really like Minnesota. But after talking to Fat Jack, and the fact that you know Minnesota is going to going to London and they're not treating this as like a legit game because they're looking ahead to the to to the Chicago Bears. That you know no, that's not now. Also, Andy Dalton is starting at quarterback not Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston has been playing with a broken back, so that was a big reason why, you know, I was, you know, anti-New Orleans. Um, I could play Cleveland over Atlanta, but Atlanta's at home, and I, and I, I love the, the, the offense that Atlanta's been running. Um, uh, I could play the Pittsburgh Steelers against Zach Wilson with his first, his debut 
right? It's an option. Now, what about Justin Herbert? Do you know his status for this week? Is they're playing the Texans down in right. Houston? Right. So that's so that's another one that I could choose. I could I could cho- I could choose the Chargers at Houston taking on the Houston's, but it's not just so I do believe that that Herbert's going to play, but obviously he's he's not 100%. But also like Keenan Allen is out. Um Guyton is out. Bosa is out. Jack Jackson, uh, J.C. Jackson is out. There, there is a laundry list of players that are injured for the Cl- for, for the Clippers. There are a laundry list of players that are injured for uh, the the Chargers. So I'm hesitant there. So, uh, really, uh, guys, I, I think I'm I'm gonna roll with. And, and another thing is like I, you know I like uh, survivor picks. I, I like home dog. I, I not home dogs. I like home teams. So I think I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. Even though it's 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 Cooper Rush, I, I think I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys against Washington. Washington, nine times, nine times, guys. Um, Carson Wentz was sacked against Philadelphia, and now they just lost their center, so their offensive line went from bad to worse against Lawrence and Parsons. Are you kidding me? And, oh, by the way, Dallas gets Michael Gallup back for Cooper Rush. Uh, and, and, and also, um, Houston is giving up the, the most explosive rushing yards of any team in the NFL. So, yeah, the one-two punch, of course, of Zeke and, and, and Pollard. I, I just, in doing a deep dive, it's, it's not my favorite play, but... I, I think it's the play that I, I have to roll with. What do you guys think? Well, I hate advocating for the Dallas Cowboys, especially because we're in New York and they just beat my New York Giants. But mm-hmm. that's probably the safest bet out of any of the teams you were looking at. I was looking at Minnesota against the Saints like you were, and mm-hmm. then you made that comment about how they're treating it in London. And, yeah, I wouldn't be high on that. My other team would be the Chargers because they're playing the Texans, and I feel like I would have good odds there. But then you listed the laundry list of injuries. So I would probably have to, unfortunately, agree with you, although I need to root for Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson because they're on my fantasy team. But all I can say to you is this, Anita. And may the odds be ever in your favor. favor. Shout out, Hunger Games. (laughs) There you go, there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ride with the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm gonna have to do. Uh, wish me luck because uh, there's there's a lot of money to be won in this pool. That's for sure. All right, uh, we come back. We're gonna hear from Bob Wushusen, your voice of the Jets. Why big game for Zach Wilson? His NFL debut in Pittsburgh, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are favored by three. What does that mean for Zach Wilson? Unfortunately, more injuries to his offensive line. Um, we'll, 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 we'll break it all down with Bob next. You're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. And Bob Wischusen joins us, the voice of your New York Jets, as we are on the precipice of Zach Wilson's season debut. Bob, what can we expect? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Should I have more information than that? (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I think he's excited to play. Um, I mean, he better be good uh, because they need him desperately. Uh, They've scored, like, zero meaningful touchdowns in two out of their three games. So, look, he's the number two pick in the draft, right? And they've got weapons. I think they've at least moved the ball enough where, you know, if he comes in and they really struggle, it's hard not to kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, well, Zach, like we need better out of you because when Joe Flacco was the quarterback, in spite of the fact that they had a hard time getting the ball in the end zone, clearly Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, the two running backs, like they can all play. So he needs, I think, to raise them to a different level um, because they just need more balance on this team. Again, Bob joining us here, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, You know, Bob, very interesting. Uh, You know, even before Zach Wilson hurt his knee, there were reports. We had, you know, Rich Semini on the show. We had a number of Jets fans that were out at, training camp who were saying that Joe Flacco was outperforming Zach Wilson at camp. Um, You know, jury's still out for me, okay? Full disclosure. I don't know if you listen to me on on the weekends. Jury's still out for me in regard to Zach Wilson. I don't don't know if it was the most wise pick at number two or not. Um, You know, I'm I'm a fan of Zach, of of Mac Jones. I would, if if it was, if it was me, I would have taken like Kyle Pitts at two and then Probably, probably would have gotten uh, Mac Jones later on. But nonetheless, it is Zach Wilson. 
you know, wh- why do you feel that he has struggled so so much? Because of the lack of offensive line protection, lack of weapons, or do you feel that he's just so uber raw? Because, he, I mean, he did come from BYU. It's not like he came from Alabama. It's not like he came from Ohio State, right? Yeah, I think all of that. Um, I, I also think, and this is just a larger argument to be made, I think, about how quarterbacks are handled now in the NFL. Um, you know, like Chad Pennington, when the Jets took him, it, as a first-round pick, he sat for two and a half years. I mean, he was halfway through his third season by the time he finally got on the field. Like, that's like the, the Stone Ages compared to what they do now. If you get drafted in the first round, you play. If you get drafted high in the first round, you usually start the season, like right away. And you also, by definition, being drafted high in the first round, usually start the season for a bad team. So already the deck is stacked against you. And if you don't immediately produce, halfway through your rookie year, people are asking questions about, well, is this the guy? Are they going to be, you know, like, are they going to have to look for another quarterback in a year or two? And that's just not the way that it used to be. Quarterback used to be much more of a developmental position. And we just don't allow these guys to develop anymore. Bob Wishus and joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, another thing, Bob, that worries me about Zach Wilson is, you know, his, 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 his repertoire, right, is all about his scrambling ability uh, and his athleticism. And now he's got a compromised knee from the PCL last season. And, and now, of course, uh, the the MC the, the meniscus now and, and granted it was shaved but still you know I, I would imagine that he's going to come out there and play with a knee brace I don't know maybe you know I don't know uh, but that's you know that that's that's cumbersome and 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 that's that's a really big pain especially if you're a scrambling quarterback so that that I've got some concerns there as, as well on top of the fact that now you know now another injury to the offensive line. What, what, what are you anticipating from this offensive line as they get ready? Now, thank goodness there's no T.J. Watt on the opposite side of the defensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this coming week. But still, I mean, this is still a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's going to be able to get some pressure on, uh, on Zach Wilson. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that, that has to be their biggest concern this week. Now, the one thing that he can do that Joe Flacco can't do is help himself. Right, like Joe Flacco is a stationary quarterback by anyone's standards in the NFL. So, you know, if you're a pass rusher and you beat the guy that you are charged with beating and you know exactly where the quarterback is going to be at all times, that's a nice feeling as a pass rusher. So at least Zach can spin out and go do some of the things that Joe Burrow did the Jets this past week and maybe go extend a play and make a play with his legs. Uh, but, yeah, you don't want him – but you certainly don't want him going through what Daniel Jones went through a couple of nights ago. I mean, sure. Like, Daniel Jones can run better than Zach Wilson can run and got pummeled mm-hmm. in that game, got absolutely ear-holed, like, all night long. So you don't want your quarterback taking those hits. I, don't, I would want Zach Wilson running the ball 8 or 10 or 15 times where he's the primary ball carrier. Um, you know, you want to be able to protect him and let him throw from the pocket. So you're right. Like he, he does have the ability to scramble, but the quarterbacks 
where that's in their repertoire, the Lamar Jacksons, the Russell Wilsons, the, you know, obviously Josh Allen might be the best at it, the, like the most complete package of them all. They're still going to, A, not have to do it as often as their ability might allow them. You don't want them doing it that much because you don't want your best player taking a bunch of hits. But also, they can beat you just standing back there with their arm when you give them the proper amount of protection. So that, I think, is the jumping-off point. That's the goal, is to, to have him back there and be able to just play quarterback from the pocket. But at the very least, he can help himself and protect himself in a way that Joe Flacco can't. And that helps the offensive line, at least on some snaps where they get beat. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball and what they're going up against. Mitchell Trubisky, I know a lot of people have been calling for uh, the rookie to play and for Mitch to sit, but again, like I, like if you watch the games, it's not so much Mitchell Trubisky is a horrible quarterback. It's it's the same situation in regard to a horrible offensive line. He's getting less than two point five seconds to get rid of the ball. I don't I don't think if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I know that we've heard, um, you know, Mike Tomlin come out and say that we're we're not even considering making the switch. And I think that's wise because you don't want to put a rookie quarterback behind that 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 offensive line uh, that's that's going to get pummeled as we're seeing each and every week with Trubisky. On top of that, you know, how do how do you count how do you counter a great pass rush? It's running the football, and Najee Harris has been a shell of himself. He's only averaging three point two yards per carry. I'm shocked. I'll use the word shocked that they haven't gone to Jalen Warren yet who's averaging seven yards per carry, Bob. Warren, an undrafted running back, has been a beast when he's been given the opportunity to come in to give Najee Harris some rest. Najee Harris is dealing with a Liz Frank injury. So I truly believe that what we're seeing Trubisky suffer through is a lack of, of, of a rushing game and a horrible offensive line. The, the Steelers have an opportunity to be able to um, change that narrative, at least in one regard. If they were to go to Warren, I understand the whole idea, Najee Harris, where he was drafted. We, we both know how politics plays a huge role in the NFL, Warren, an undrafted running back. But nonetheless, what are your thoughts about this Jets defense against a very anemic um, Steelers offense? Yeah, you know, the Jets this past week, probably the most disappointing part of the game is how close they got over and over and over again to making a play against Joe Burrow, and they could not get him on the ground. I mean, he spun out and made a play a handful of times that were like game-changing plays. Um, I think Pro Football Focus or somebody rated, like Carl Lawson has a top five win rate in terms of, from a defensive end, pass-rushing standpoint, beating the guy he's supposed to beat to go pressure the quarterback, and yet he's got a half a sack. So I think that was also why you saw that explosion from Quinn and Williams on the sideline, was philosophically he's disagreeing with bringing a blitz where, look, our front four, we're getting there. We're putting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. If you blitz, that gives him a reason and a hot route to get the ball out quick. Don't blitz. Let us go rush the quarterback. You drop seven, and your seven dropping is going to take away those hots and, and give us the extra beat to get to the quarterback that we need so a pressure 
becomes a sack rather than just it being a pressure. And we're getting our hand on the quarterback, but he's able to get the ball out quick because we're playing man-to-man and he has a hot read because we're sending extra people we don't need to send. So I, I would expect the Jets to be a much lower blitz percentage team this week. I think they're going to let their front four, and I'm hoping as well, and this is just me speaking, I hope they leave their best four on the field for a higher percentage of the plays. I think Quinn and Williams should play more. I think John Franklin Myers should play more. Lawson, I think those guys right now, they, they seem to be so committed to their defensive line rotation that I think there are times they're taking really good players off the field for like more of a blow than those guys need. I, I think they could probably give them more. And I think that's probably why also the, you know, you get that frustration from Quinn and Williams, which by the mm-hmm. way, I don't mind. Like I know that that was caught on TV and it was uncomfortable, but like that's the heat of the moment. That's a player that desperately wants to win. That's a really nasty, awesome competitor. And I thought that was great out of him. Like that's, that's a leader standing up and speaking when he felt it was necessary to speak. And so, yeah, I think it, for the Jets to win, there's absolutely no question to help their offense. Their defensive line is going to have to win along the offensive line for the Steelers this week. That, that, you know, and they have to actually, when they get to Trubisky, it can't be the spin out and go make a play. It's got to be get your hands on the quarterback, keep him in the pocket, and get him on the ground. And that was a big reason why they struggled this past week. They just couldn't do that with Burrow. He just got out, got out of the pressure that they created and made way too many plays. I'm going to let you go. I don't want to take too much time away from you. Please know how much we appreciate your time. Thank you. Anytime, Anita. You got it. Bob Oshusen, voice of your New York Jets here on 90.7 ESPN. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 90.7 ESPN. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And what am I... My favorite guest that we have on, Dave Spadaro. He's part of the Eagles broadcast team joining us. Why? I personally feel that the Jags-Eagles game, to me, is the best game on the slate this week. 
Agree or disagree, it's fine. Everybody has their opinion. You might say, what are you talking about, Anita? It's the Bills and the Ravens. Anita, you're crazy. It's Kansas City and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay, call me crazy. I still feel that this Jacksonville Jaguars team is for real. And now you've got a Philadelphia Eagles team who I feel very well could win the Super Bowl this year based on what we've seen the first three weeks of the season. So, Dave, welcome in. Great to have you on. And just right out of the box, do you agree with me? Do you feel that the Jags and the Eagles game is the best game, the most exciting game in this week's slate? Anita, I'm doing great. And uh, I do also believe that it's going to be a terrific game. Um, Probably one that when you looked at it in the preseason or when the schedule came out, you go, okay, I get the Doug Peterson coming back to Philly angle. But really, are these two teams going to be leading their division when October begins? Um, and here we are, and, and both teams playing very good football. It's it's really fantastic. So before we start talking about Doug and, and, and Jacksonville and what's going on with Trevor Lawrence, let's talk about what's going on with the Eagles. Now, I've been screaming for, from the rooftops for months now uh, on Daily Wager, telling folks, man, invest in the Eagles. The depth of this team, this roster is just ridiculous. So I've been, t- and, and by the way, my Super Bowl pick or matchup, Eagles against the Chargers. Obviously, not looking too good for the Chargers right now because they're so injury riddled. But nonetheless, um, this Eagles team has just been tremendous. Let's let's start with Jalen Hurts for a second, right? Like because coming in, when I said, "Oh, Eagles have a chance of winning the Super Bowl," majority of analysts out there would say to me, "Yeah, but they've got Jalen Hurts as quarterback. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback." Give us all the reasons why he has thrived so well this season. I'm going to tell you something that it, it may not register, but you really have to kind of think about it for just a second and, and understand the significance. So this is the first year since Jalen Hurts was in high school that he's had in consecutive seasons the same offensive coordinator slash play caller. So – In other words, every single year he was going to offense 101 and then starting the next year in offense 101. And for the first time since high school, he's in offense 201. And so you really – look, everybody who's ever been in college class understands that you have a lot more knowledge of the subject matter when you go into it for a second time. And that's what you see from Jalen, a more decisive player, um, a player who's getting the ball out a lot quicker – he is in command. He certainly trusts his eyes. He works incredibly hard to study defenses and all of those things. And, look, he's always been able to make the dynamic play with his legs. Now he's making great plays from the pocket. We've seen Detroit go after him with the blitz. Minnesota laid, laid back and played zone and dared him to win from the pocket, and he did that. Washington spied him last week to take away the run. And – you know, we had a huge game against the commanders. So, and look, it helps to have a great offensive line. It helps to have receivers like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, who are just sensational, a tight end like Dallas Goddard, a running game that led the league in, in ground yards last year and is still really, really effective. So, but, but, look, he's the leader. He's grown into the role, and he's been terrific through three games. And I think what's most important, Anita, is nobody – with the Eagles is getting ahead of themselves. It's only three games. They haven't played a complete game yet. It's a nice start, but here comes October. 
<laughs> but here comes October. Um, let, let's talk about this offense in regards to the weapons that he's working with. The addition of A.J. Brown has been tremendous. Granted, Devontae Smith really was the wide receiver that shined last week. But what A.J. Brown brings to this offense in opening things up for everybody else has been tremendous, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a different kind of receiver that um, really is reminiscent in ways of Terrell Owens in the sense that he's so physical. And anybody who's watched A.J. knows that he creates space with his body. He's just so physical after the, run, after the catch with his ability to pick up yards after the catch. Um, commands the middle of the field. So it gives, gives the Eagles a, a lot of different looks here. Can go deep, as he's shown, and is just dominant in the short passing game that he turns into big plays. So, you know, pick your poison defense. It's, it's a tough matchup. I mean, you know, you, it, you can't double them both. And truthfully, I'm not sure that you can cover either one of them with a single cornerback. And so that's, you know, that's a beautiful package to have. And, and AJ has come in the minute he came to Philly, you know, how Eagles fans are, Anita, they've showered him with love and affection and leaving Tennessee, which became sour for him, I think that A.J. really appreciated that love and affection. And so far, it's been an absolutely wonderful marriage. Dave Spadaro here, of course, uh, previewing what's going on with the Eagles and the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into this week's matchup. Let's take a look at the defense. Um, and, and this defensive line, man, more depth than anything I've ever seen. And, and you and I have had the conversation before in regard to Jordan Davis and how I think that he very well at the end of the day could be the best pick in this year's draft. We'll see how that works out. But talk about this defensive line. Talk about the depth of this team, as well as the secondary. I mean, I just yeah. I look at this defense, and it's just it's absolutely sick. So, so last year, they did a good job kind of cobbling things together. Um, they really didn't allow a lot of points. I mean, they played the NFC East, so there's a caveat there with the quarterbacks. But in 10 games, the Eagles allowed 18 points or fewer. Uh, they were able to limit big plays. What they didn't do well was get to the quarterback. They were next to last in the league quarterback sacks. And they didn't really just affect things. They didn't take the football away. And so they really overhauled the defense. They brought in Hassan Reddick as their primary free agent target. They brought in Kaiser White a couple of weeks into free agency. He led the Chargers in tackles last year. Kind of was, you know, went through the the – the free agent, the first wave of free agency, and just just didn't get the attention. So the Eagles scooped him up. He's been terrific. They go into the draft and they get Jordan Davis. They get Nicobe Dean, who's not even touching the field at the moment, but he's learning and he's part of that depth at linebacker. After the draft, they signed James Bradbury from the free agent pile. The Giants couldn't hold on to him, and Bradbury's been just terrific. Teaming with Darius Slay on the outside, they've got a very fine nickel cornerback in Avante Maddox. And then just before the season started, they went out and got themselves a safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was a nickel cornerback in New Orleans. They've made him a safety. Uh, so they started the season with three new players in the secondary. Marcus Epps was a starter for the first time, Gardner-Johnson and Bradbury. So there, were, there was a little bit, look, the first game, a little sloppy, some missed tackles, allowed the Lions to get back into things. But in wins over Minnesota and Washington, the Eagles have been able to put pressure on the quarterback, take the football away. I mean, they've been dominant defensively. And they go five deep, deep at defensive tackle, Anita. They have uh, gotten some just resurgent seasons from veterans like Brandon Graham, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, 
Fletcher Cox has been a force inside. Uh, so they're off to a really, really good start. And if they can keep pressuring up front, again, it's going to be tough because on the back end, they've got good cornerbacks in Slay, who's just dynamite, and Bradbury, who's been airtight, and Maddox, who's tough to beat in the slot. Some really athletic cornerbacks, or rather safeties. Uh, Anita, uh, look, I mean, there are going to be some down moments here. There's no doubt that the NFL season is up and down and all around, and injuries are a big part of things. But the way they've been able to come together quickly on defense, it really is impressive. It is. And, and when you talk when you talk to uh, owners, when you talk to general managers, when you talk to coaches, they tell you, you know, depth is such an important position, is an, not a position, but it's such an important aspect to have for a team because there are so many injuries that happen. Uh, in the regular season and you want that next man up to come in and you not miss a beat um, at least a bigger beat in regard to what that player can do and how he contributes to your unit so there's a lot yeah, being and, said there as for the Jags yeah, no doubt I'm sorry go ahead yeah I'm sorry, sorry, sorry no, no doubt so it's, 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 I just want before we get into the game I just want to say this about the Eagles so the Eagles um, you know every team goes through their ups and downs Eagles went down in 2020 they got right back up into the playoffs in 2021 so they're, they're a good football team. They're deep. And if the season ended today, they would have the sixth pick in round number one, thanks to the trade they made uh, prior to the draft with the New Orleans Saints, and the 31st or 32nd pick. So it is a promising present and a very bright future. Yeah, I mean, listen, let's, let, let's give Howie credit where credit's due, right? Like this front office definitely has crushed it. There's very few teams, there's very few organizations, Dave, that, that do take a lull and immediately are back up again, right? Like, it doesn't happen often. So you're absolutely right. Before we let you go, uh, let, let's, let's have a discussion regarding to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are your next opponent. And Trevor Lawrence has been absolutely tremendous, and let's credit Doug, Doug Peterson for that. 77% completion percentage, a 120 uh, passer rating. He's getting the ball out in 2.2 seconds, one of the best in the NFL. He's got a ton of talent he's working with. From Kirk to ATN to Evans to Zay Jones, all these dudes run a 4-4-4 in the 40 at the Combine. Um, and so this is an offense that, that very well could stay lockstep with the Eagles. I, I, again, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting and entertaining games in this week's slate. I need everything you're saying is everything the Eagles are saying from the coaching standpoint, from the locker room. A lot of respect for Jacksonville. Uh, this is a team that believes in itself, that believes in Trevor. They believe in what Doug Peterson is teaching. They have been down for a very long time. So to have the success they've had, their first back-to-back -back wins in like 18 months, right? So like over 1,000 days. Um, they have been uh, an early season pleasant surprise in the NFL. And they are for real. Offensively, you know, they, they run what Doug runs. They get the ball out quickly. They'll stay with the, the run game. They'll bust some big plays. James Robinson, a good back. Uh, defensively, they've got great front seven, great speed, young talent off the edges, excellent linebackers. I mean, it is a very, very real test for the Philadelphia Eagles who understand that. I think they understand that. It seems like this is a team that doesn't take anything for granted. They understand that Jacksonville's coming in here believing in themselves with a lot of talent. When you draft that high for so many years, you're going to have a lot of talent. And Doug is making the most of that talent. Yeah, there's no denying that. And on the defensive side of the ball, they forced eight turnovers this season, where, keep in mind, last season was nine total. 
Um, you know, the, the other thing that, that that's a little concerning for me is they did play the Chargers last week. So now they were in L.A., came back to, uh, of course, uh, Jacksonville, having to deal with, of course, the effects of the hurricane, um, which has affected, of course, the Dolphins, the Bucks, uh, and, and in my opinion, Jacksonville, and now having to head get on the road again and then head to Philadelphia. So, um, but this defense, you know, n- nothing to uh, to to not take seriously, right? Oh yeah, I mean they, they and look they and and Doug knows the Eagles' offense. He knows the personnel. He knows the inner workings of what these players do well and what they don't do well. So, you know, there's a lot of intrigue in this matchup. And um, uh, the the Jag again, when you when you're a young team and you know that you're You've got nothing to lose, so you come in here. I don't. I don't think the travel is going to be an issue. I don't. I think Jacksonville is just playing with such great confidence. They went to L.A. and they shut down a very good Chargers team, and it wasn't even close. And they did it in a really impressive fashion. So they come in and they're extremely healthy. They're young. They're hungry, uh, and they are going to play for Doug Peterson. They know what this game means to Coach Doug. So uh, I believe Eagles fans will give Doug a very throaty and heartfelt applause, ovation. And then when the game starts, Eagles got to find a way to get to 4-0. Wow, such such great information. A plethora of information that we have on the show tonight from, of course, Dave Spadaro, who we just heard from. And again, in my opinion, I think the Jags in the Eagles game to me is the must-watch game. Even more so than the Bills and the Ravens. Even more so than Kansas City and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Call me crazy, but man... Um, I think this Jacksonville Jaguars team is for real. Bob was shoozing with some great insight in regards to the Jets and that Steelers matchup. Uh, Fat Jack, Jimmy Wright, jam-packed show. How fortunate are we on this Friday night heading into week five of the college football season, week four of the NFL season. And so we want to thank everybody, of course, for tuning in. Really so appreciate your time. Uh, and also I want to I thank our producers. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, again, this is Week in Wager. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow afternoon, high noon, right here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll do a deep dive into that Mets-Braves series. It's oh so important, and we are in the thick of it, that's for sure. Cynthia Freeland is always at 1.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. And, of course, uh, Joe Wiz with his picks and his plays. So make sure you come back and visit me again tomorrow afternoon at high noon, right here on 90.7 ESPN.